nowadays, it's really a homemaker's duty to see that her family gets the right kind of foods. Yes, and it's just as much her duty to keep her food budget in line. Well, there's one important food that helps you do both these jobs. And that food is economical parquet margarine, the delicious, nutritious spread for bread made by Kraft. Parquet margarine is one of the kinds of foods that our government recommends for good nutrition. That's because it's so wholesome and nourishing. Actually, parquet is one of the best energy foods you can serve. What's more, every pound of parquet margarine contains 9,000 units of vitamin A, making it a really dependable source of this important vitamin the year round. Economical parquet, you know, is widely known as the margarine that tastes so deliciously good. So why not start serving it to your family tomorrow? Yes, tomorrow, sure, ask your food dealer for Parquet, P-A-R-K-A-Y. Parquet, the delicious vegetable margarine made by Kraft. Now let's see what's happened to the great Gildersleeve. After a frantic three-hour battle in Hogan Brothers' department store, he bursts out of the store with his arms full of bundles and his hat over his ear. Uh, uh, Christmas. There ought to be a law against Christmas. Oh, there, Gildersleeve. Merry Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas, Dr. Pettibone. If you see anything the matter with me, please keep it to yourself till after the holidays. But you're looking fine, old man. I was going to remark on it. Oh, do you think so? Never saw you looking better. Maybe those old arteries are beginning to soften for a change. Teddy Bone, I'm in no mood for the humor of the dissection room. Oh, come, come, Gildersleeve. A cheery smile will do more for your digestion than all the Epsom salts in the world. Come on, Gildersleeve. Let me hear you say ha-ha. Ha-ha. Oh. <laughs> you can do better than that. Come on. Ha-ha-ha-ha-ha. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's enough now. That's yeah. fine. Just keep smiling, and your gastric juices will thank you. My goodness. Let me see now. I got a present for everybody except Judge Hooker. That's fine. Well, hi, George. It's beginning to feel like Christmas. Yeah. Hooker. Well, I wonder if I should break down and get Hooker a present. After what he pulled on me this afternoon, I know, but maybe he really did forget to give Leela that package. After all, this is Christmas. No time to bear a grudge. He isn't going to give me a present, though. I heard him say so. Yeah, but you can't trust him, Gildersleeve. He's just sneaky enough to go and do it. I could give him a little present, not a very good one. I could stop in here and get him something kind of cheap at the drugstore. <laughs> I think I will. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas just like you are. Oh, hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. Yeah. Hello, Phoebe. I didn't know that you were musically inclined, Phoebe. Well, no, I wouldn't go so far as to say that. I, I do find myself humming a tune occasionally when I'm alone here in the shop. Oh, well, you know what they say. It's music makes the world go round. Or is it love? Uh, did you ever listen to this fellow Crosby, Mr. Gildersleeve? Uh, Crosby? Oh, yes, yes. Quite a singer. One of the best. As a matter of fact, I've been compared to him once. Well, I was. Usually, I like to listen to him on Thursday night. So does Mrs. Peavy. Oh, Mrs. Peavy's a music lover, too. Huh? Oh, yes. As a matter of fact, one of the things I'm giving her for Christmas is an album of records. 
Selections by John Philip Sousa. Yes. He happened to be playing at the Steel Pier when we were on our honeymoon. Oh. Well, between Crosby and Sousa, you can't go wrong. <laughs> hey, maybe you can help me out, Peavy. I came here to find a Christmas present. Oh, something for a friend? Well, I don't know that he's a friend, but i got to get him something. Well, I dare say we can find something suitable, Mr. Gildersleeve. Now, let's see. It doesn't have to be too suitable. Well, uh, what sort of thing does your friend like? He doesn't even have to like it. It just has to be a present. Well, that makes it rather difficult. If you could give me some idea. Well, I'll tell you. I'm buying it for Judge Hooker. Judge Hooker? Well, it's a small world, Mr. Gildersleeve. Oh, is it, Peavy? Would you believe it? Judge Hooker was in here not over an hour ago selecting a present for you. Oh, so this is the kind of place he comes to buy me presents, is it? <laughs> I think you have a pleasant surprise in store for you, Mr. Gildersleeve. This gift is not the sort of thing you'd expect to find in a drugstore. I'd like to know anything you wouldn't expect to find in a drugstore. <laughs> tell me, Peavy, what did he buy me? Oh, well, no, I'm afraid I couldn't tell you that. Professional ethics, you know. But I, I want to know how good a present to buy him. At least you can tell me how much it cost. No. But I believe I can say, without betraying any confidence, that it was under five dollars. Good. Good. Now we're getting someplace. What have you got for an old goat that costs less than five dollars? Well, I've got a special on a fountain pen set here. Huh? You see, it says uh, double-barreled, self-filling, iridium point, streamlined lucite case, special patented clip, indestructible, guaranteed to last till eternity. Is it any good? It's all right. You... <laughs> you can't expect everything for three ninety-eight. Yes, sir. You say it's guaranteed to last an eternity. Well, how long is that? Ten years? Well, no, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> Five years? If you don't drop it. <laughs> of course, if you don't care for the fountain pen, I have other things. I have an eight-day clock here, but the thing about that is... I know. You have to wind it too often. Mm. Now, I'll take the fountain pen. May not last forever, but neither will Hooker. I uh, suppose you'd like it wrapped as a gift. Wrapped as a gift? What does that mean? Take the price tag off. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. Does this pen cost more than the present the judge is giving me or less? Well, the pen is slightly more expensive. Then leave the tag on it. I'll just take it as it is. <laughs> Charge that, will you, Peavy? Hogan Brothers got all my money. Well, glad to, Mr. Gildersleeve. I hope you have a Merry Christmas. Oh, same to you, Peavy, and the same to uh, Mrs. Peavy. You know, Leroy, maybe it's this green bulb that's making the trouble. It do look a little tired. Why don't you unscrew the bulb and stick the screwdriver in there? Oh, never do that, my boy. You blow out every fuse in the house. Besides, you can get a nasty shock that way. Well, that's what the electrician did when he fixed the lights last year. I saw him. Well, those electrician fellows are immune to electricity. Uh, let me have that other bulb there, will you, Bertie? Yes, sir. You know, Mr. Gillsleeve, when my vacuum cleaner starts acting up, I got a sure cure for it. Well, a vacuum cleaner is not like a light circuit, Bertie. Well, maybe not, but to me, all them electrical things is about the same. Goes in there and comes out here, and you better stay out of the way. <laughs> Well, the trouble here doesn't appear to be the green bulb. Uh, uh, what is your cure, Bertie? Well, sir, I pull the plug out, and I turn it around, and I shake the bag three times and put the plug back. It ain't never failed yet. 
Well, we tried everything else. Yes, I can remember when we didn't bother with these electrical gadgets on Christmas trees. We just used candles. Set the house on fire every year, but it was a lot simpler. <laughs> well, go ahead and let's try your system, Bertie. All right. Stand back, Leroy. Now, pull the plug, turn it around, shake the cord. One, two, three. Put the plug back. Well, I'll be. Bertie, you're a genius. Marjorie, come on in and see the beautiful tree. Oh, it's beautiful. Let's turn off all the other lights and see how it looks. Hey, that's super. Oh, it's lovely. Isn't it, Uncle Moore? Yes, it is. It's lovely. That's the prettiest tree I ever saw in my life. Reminds me of the World's Fair. Well, it's not as big a tree as we've had other years, but... And you think of all the people who aren't going to have any Christmas tree at all this year. You know what gets me? Every year, Uncle Mort says, Well, don't expect much this year, kids. We're going to have to cut down and just have a very small Christmas. <laughs> I know. And every year seems like there's more presents than ever. Oh, Uncle Mort, you've been so good to us. You've been like Santa Claus and Daddy and, and our favorite uncle all rolled into one. Yeah, you were swell, Uncle. Uh, now, now. I made some of them Christmas cookies special for you, Mr. Gilsleeve. Shall I bring them in? Well, I can't think of a better time for Christmas cookies than right now, Bertie. I'll go get them. Yeah, cookies. I think I'm going to like this Christmas. Hey, Uncle, can we open just one present? Can we, huh? Well, don't you think you ought to wait till Christmas, my boy? Oh, but you always let us open just one. I'll pick a little one. Well, all right, then. Just a little one. Come on, Marge. You pick one of yours, and I'll pick one of mine. Now, let's see what you got first. Gee, thanks, Uncle. War bond. Just what I needed. Uh, not what you needed, maybe, but what the country needed. I know it may be something of a disappointment to you. No, I think it's swell. I don't care if I didn't get a Model P-47 with a motor in it. Well, it may mean that somebody else will get a real P-47 with a real motor in it. You have to think of that, my boy. Yeah, I just wish I was the fellow who's going to fly it, that's all. Open yours, Marge. Let's see what you got. Mm, I think I know. Is it, Uncle Moore? Well, you, you open it and see. You remember. What you got there, Miss Marjorie? Every year he gives me one. Listen. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's a darling one. <laughs> I love music boxes and, and I love Christmas. Merry Christmas, Uncle Mark. <laughs> Merry Christmas, my dear. Uh, who's that? I'll go. Maybe it's Santa Claus. Well, for goodness sake, come in, Judge. Good evening, Bertie. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, Judge. Hello, Leroy. Hi. Hello, Marjorie. Merry Christmas, Judge. Would you be good enough to ask your uncle, Marjorie, whether he's in? Ask the judge whether he's blind. <laughs> oh, so that's your attitude. Well, you may recall, Throckmorton, that we gave a certain lady our promise that during her absence, we would be friends. Yes, I recall it vaguely. Well, I, for one, am a man of my word. Yeah. It's customary for friends to exchange tokens this holiday season. For that reason and for no other, I have brought you a slight gift. Here. Oh. Well, now that you mention it, I have one for you. There. <laughs> Throckmorton. Throckmorton. You old son of a gun. Yeah. <laughs> Horace, you old goat, you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. By George, now it is a Merry Christmas. Throckmorton, 
What do you say we open each other's presents, huh? Huh? Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> I just can't wait. <laughs> oh. That everlasting fountain pen. Ooh, that eight-day clock. <laughs> Doc <laughs> <laughs> Martin, I think Brother Peavy unloaded something on us. Well, now, I wouldn't say that. On behalf of the Kraft Cheese Company and the cast of our program, I'd like to wish all of our listeners a very Merry Christmas and the happiest possible New Year. There are many of us for whom it'll be difficult to be merry this Christmas, with loved ones far away and families divided. But let's try to keep up the Christmas tradition for the sake of the men who are fighting to preserve it. And to those men also fighting in foxholes and slit trenches on the sea and in the air, northeast, south, and west, we also send our Christmas good wishes. God bless you all. Good night, everybody. Original music heard on this program was composed and conducted by Billy Mills. This is Ken Carpenter speaking to the makers of Kraft Cheese and inviting you to tune in again next week for the further adventures of the Great Gildersleeve. You lovers of macaroni and cheese will get a thrill out of the new-fashioned way of making this grand dish with Kraft Dinner. A package of Kraft Dinner contains special macaroni, which cooks up fluffy and tender in just seven minutes. And the Kraft Dinner package also contains some Kraft Grated, which supplies the grand cheese flavor. You just boil the Kraft Dinner macaroni for seven minutes, drain it, and stir in the Kraft Grated. Your macaroni and cheese is ready to serve. Now, because Kraft Dinner is so simple to make, so good and so economical, it has become tremendously popular throughout the country. So popular, in fact, that sometime a dealer's supply is exhausted by the end of the week. You can help your dealer and yourself, too, by ordering Kraft Dinner early in the week. Then you'll have it on the pantry shelf, ready for grand macaroni and cheese you cook in seven minutes. This program reached you from Hollywood. This is the National Broadcasting Company. ADP, we work with more than 860,000 companies worldwide. That gives us a pretty good idea of how to help businesses grow stronger. Whether it's through data insights that help you make informed decisions about building a team that works better as a team. Or by keeping you ahead of thousands of changing regulations so you can keep ahead of everything else. Like building that better team. Grow stronger with ADP. HR talent, time, and payroll.